0: Hey Jake. Hey. How are you? I'm good man. Congrats on your award win last night.
1: On Nude's award win. Yeah, it's the teamwork. It's it's great. That's Was great. It fastest uh, growing
0: startup in the UK twenty twenty
1: three. I wish. No, it's uh best uh best customer experience uh in fintech, so Amazing. we do have we do have the best experience to be honest so we had to win well done uh, congrats Nid yeah congrats to the team that's, uh, that's nice yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's nice good uh, good little uh, way to end the year you um, should explain to everyone how hungover you are right now yeah I'm struggling <laughs> I am struggling but we're gonna give you some good um, bite size. Uh, content like we did last week short episode 30 minutes or so like we said Uh, we spoke about Starbucks last week this week we are going to talk about how to grab attention for your business especially um, I guess any stage but when you start out like those kind of uh, little um, optimization uh, can make you uh, grow faster or at least grab attention a little bit faster to to your audience um and I, I do think they are um still very underrated um when we uh when we looked into them I was like yeah I don't I don't see many businesses doing that still in 2023 I guess one of the thing that is still very underrated from uh, businesses uh, for any size really is i think how do you how do you get noticed online and we we often talk about the traditional way of getting noticed in marketing you know and uh, you, i guess you you build up a campaign you create some content you distribute that content well or badly and that's kind of uh, it kind of comes and goes and ideas change etc but there is a there are some maybe not smaller but like uh, cheekier ways to get attention for your business. I guess what is called they're like the notion of like frequency. Like once you see it once, then you see it over again and again and yeah. again. You feel like you see that brand more out there online.
0: I guess like when you think about like a, a type of car and then you start seeing that car all the time. Exactly. You're just like more exactly. tuned in, it's in the front of your mind so you notice it more.
1: And when you think about a brand online, so let's let's dive into it. There's a few things that we mean by that, because I've been talking around the subject, but I didn't mention give an example. So let's start with um, uh, emojis. Uh, I guess like if, for, for this whole episode, the, the 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 devil is in the details when it comes to this this strategy. Um, there is uh, there are a few companies that are using emojis to stand out and on on their uh, on the brand um, you can think for example of uh, the newsletter morning brew mm-hmm. who uh, always coffee cup. using the coffee cup uh, and when you, what, what do we mean by using emojis using emoji in the right places so for example in the um, the name uh, the username that um, sends the email out to your newsletter, um, to your readers. Uh, It could be your social handles. Like everywhere where your name shows up, if you plug that emoji over and over again, then eventually that emoji is you. Um, And there's so many emojis that are untapped. If you look through the emojis, especially I really like the ones that are like the niche ones that you never use, Um, but I think there is, there's a huge opportunity for a lot of brands in many industries to really own an emoji and really plug it everywhere not just yeah. in the captions of your of your content but in the actual name of your company
0: yeah in your handles on social i mean they might yeah. even give you the ability to have your handle but you know if you're a co- if you're a common word mm. and then um Potentially, you could have the word, and it's taken already. You could have the word with the emoji, and that may not be taken, depending on the platform. Some platforms don't class emojis. But yeah, like exactly. maybe we should list the places, so it's like in your your email subject lines, in your X handle, in your Meta yeah. handle, in your Meta bio, um, but basically across all of your social platforms. Mm-hmm. You can have that emoji there. Like f- for us, we have the crystal ball emoji, so it goes out in the newsletter. go we use it when we put posts on linkedin from the podcast um you know we use it basically everywhere where you can use it to just create that and the other day i was looking through my email i was just out of interest looking at how many subject lines have emojis in and there isn't actually that many and i know a lot of people are like are they talking about putting emoji in a subject line as if it's like 10 years ago but the thing is it's not just like putting a random emoji in there to capture attention. It's putting it in there so when you see that email drop into your inbox, you create that kind of muscle memory. It's like, oh, there's the In Growth Trust newsletter that's coming because I, they always use that purple crystal ball icon.
1: Exactly. And we also use it. I do think yeah, it makes you stand out massively because it's the same uh, every time. We also use it in the title of each episode on yeah. Spotify, Apple podcast etc etc um that also makes us stand out in the feed on spotify when you look at it when a new episode comes out you don't even have to read the title you see the emoji first you know that's you know that's us um and it just adds to the adds to the brand um we i guess then the question is if there is a you know If you were, for example, a coffee brand, and the coffee cup has been taken, what do you do? Like if it's really been like rinsed, like for example, Morning Brew is rinsing the coffee cup. If you use a coffee cup, maybe, you know, it won't be as powerful because it's already associated with someone else, especially if you're a newsletter. I think it probably, it it, um, transport, like translate nicely if it's another industry, like it's okay. Yeah. what I mean is that I think it's probably okay to use the same emoji if you're in a completely different industry but if you're in the same kind of field or doing the same thing if you're both a newsletter or you're both an e brand, brand uh, you're both selling um, uh, coffee subscriptions whatever you know that, that would be maybe more a problem but there are, there are yeah. alternatives you can probably find you can play with it I think there's probably like another emoji that could um, makes you think about coffee that is not necessarily the coffee cup emoji that makes sense
0: yeah exactly yeah and like you say there's so many obscure ones that sometimes it's just the use of an obscure emoji that really bears no you yeah. know resemblance to the brand is what draws your attention to that in the first place yeah it's quite yeah. it's quite it'd be quite funny if uh, nike started using the little black check emoji as the, <laughs> in their in their bio own stuff
1: yeah because yeah at that yeah. level it doesn't matter so much but. no yeah it's true it's true that's why i guess this this kind of um uh frequency illusion uh, tactics like they they probably work more for new brands that have been haven't been there for you know 60 70 years
0: yeah, um, exactly and also if you chain it in with your ads right if you run a if you run like an x campaign an x advertising campaign um and you have it and you use the emoji in there and creative ways people see it and you run that campaign and you like saturate some of your target mm. market for a while then when they see organic content it just creates that you know you've you've effectively invested in driving awareness like this visual mm. awareness of of your brand but also your brand using this icon and then when people see it outside of the advertising uh, placement then they make that connection. They've that you've kind of made them aware with an ad, but now you're building that awareness through your use of it through non-ad channels.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, let's move on. So the other the other one is leveraging colors. Mm. Um, that is maybe um, I would say more used by marketer in the sense of like a brand as you know a color palette. But mm-hmm. what we mean by this one is using color again, more specifically in your social um, images and across your employees. So I think that 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 is um, you probably have seen it mostly in B two B, but you you can own a color and make your brand very recognizable if you for example start com- customizing every profile picture of every employee you've got across all social platforms you 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 create those assets for them and nicely ask them to use those uh across you know Twitter X LinkedIn uh Instagram etc Facebook whatever whatever social platform they use and that will create fre- the ilus- the illusion
0: of frequency as well and and build up the the, the brand for you Yeah, exactly. And it's like color. If all of your employees have, let's say Monzo, right? They, they own that kind of coral card color. And when you see Mm. that now you immediately think Monzo, if they had, you know, employee advocacy is a thing and on LinkedIn, you should definitely try and harness your employees to put out content, not necessarily from your brand or product page, but just putting content out there, which drives awareness of them builds their personal brand but naturally leads back to you and then if you can do that by having all your employees have their headshot with like the monzo coral color behind it Mm. then after a while you start realizing that all this content all this great content that you're seeing on linkedin from these people with the orange background it's all leading back to monzo and then i think that's when it can become super powerful yeah
1: yeah 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 this one's super untapped i think it's been done by a few uh, people in b2b I haven't seen um, many 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 companies do it. I think w- by doing that just with LinkedIn, I think any company could own a color like mm. way more than they do now. I think right now when the, the notion of um, having a, a, a color palette in your brand guidelines, the only ones who know those colors are the or the or the marketing mm-hmm. team. Like no one outside of the business, even inside the business in other department, would actually know those colors by you know, um, not not in terms of like knowing the exact color, like the Xcode code or the the um, the Pantone. But what I mean by that is like you know what really represents your brand uh, di- dilutes very quickly when you come out of the marketing team. Because it's very it's very loosely used in a few assets, and when you create like if you do your tube campaigns or like out of home, like that that is gonna be where you use it. But outside of that, it's very light touch. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that that um, the employee kind of um, profile picture strategy it, it could be a good one uh, to amplify yeah. that
0: even more. Yeah, or even a pattern, right? You can think of Vans with the checkerboard pattern. Definitely. Mixpanel is the um, analytics tool. And they early on adopted the uh, pur- like purple as their brand color. And it runs through everything from the charts in their platform, they've got the purple and orange, to their website. But what's really interesting about their website is that I find myself going there like every couple of months to just see what the site looks like now. And I've just mm. gone there today, and again, it's completely different to the last time I looked at it, but it's always tied back to this purple color. So I think it's really interesting to get yourself in a position where you you can almost build a habit of people coming to see how you're utilizing, you know, because it's easy to say, we build a brand, this is our palette, this our logo, this is our tone of voice, et cetera. You build your website, and then that's it. But there's another play, which is you have all those things, but you continuously build awareness by using those things in different playful yeah, ways yeah, yeah. so every time someone comes to a website they recognize it you haven't changed you haven't rebranded but you've done something new so you kind of create yeah. that habit of oh it's crazy wild! i i use mixed power day today i don't need to go to their website ever but mm. i like to go back there just to see the creative things that they've done i'm looking at it now and they've adopted this really fun kind of cartoon style yeah. at the moment and uh, and it's just a nice thing that i don't think many people do and again yeah. it's, it's cheap it's free it's not free but it's like not expensive it doesn't have to be expensive
1: the the next one is uh, leveraging art and that one is probably even it's probably more memorable because I do I I do remember a few companies doing that but it's actually uh, creating cartoons of your employees drawings Mm -hmm. let's not Mm -hmm. call them cartoons but like redrawing of your employees to use as their profile picture and the the style would be so iconic that you recognise it's the it becomes the brand. So the like notion. Like -hmm. Notion. There you go. That's 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 the best example. If you look at Notion's employee on LinkedIn um all of them if some of them if not all of them have their faces drawn in the same exact style. And that's part of it. Feeds into their brand, the website, the look and feel of the product. uh, It's very, very well integrated. Um,
0: And there's no, not really, any excuse not to do that. Even if you're limited by budget, you don't have to get an illustrator to come in, you know, work something out. You can just go and use Mid Journey. We made a prompt recently for a brand that we work with, and. Um, we kind of came up with this concept of, like, they, they have their brand guidelines, but also we came up with this other concept, which was, uh, like, a graphic novel kind of art style, but very, uh, you know, we went... We, we kind of really optimised the prompt to make it not just, like, a graphic art style, but very, like, um, specific and very memorable and noticeable. And it came out really great, and now we have this prompt and it's all saved. So every time we do a campaign and we want to use an asset like that, we can just easily create it for nothing to you know just write a prompt in two minutes and then you've got the asset so to do that doesn't take any time at all just I think it's really simple and powerful yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: especially if you're like a creative some somehow in a creative space um, or in the case of notion like creative slash um, productivity you know kind of space like it, it, it works it works really well mm-hmm. Um I also have seen the extension of that um, is there was this agency um, I used to work with uh, that made me a little cartoon of of myself uh, as a surprise from working together. And funny enough, for a while, I was using that as my profile um, on LinkedIn. So I think subconsciously, if you were... Somehow in a funnel of talking to this agency and happen to also see my content. I don't think it's a direct connection that it would happen in your brain, but I think subconsciously you will recognize the style because it was really distinctive. Mm-hmm. And next time you see a content from this agency, you will be like, oh, this is like, you might, it might actually help um, making a decision or taking an action in the future. Mm-hmm. So that was um uh, I, I guess that's a good uh, yeah growth strategy as well for agencies to offer these kind of things to your client. So they also help you spread the word. But it's a nice touch because it's like a creative, you, have, you know, a nice profile picture to use. Um, exactly.
0: And if you do do this kind of stuff, then all, all of the suggestions so far, you definitely should think about putting together some kind of framework to ensure that all of your team and all of your employees are active on LinkedIn because you know, it's a it's a platform where you can get big reach on LinkedIn and if you've got ten employees and they post one thing a week and each of them reach two thousand people, then that is a that's a broad net. And if they're all tied together through this whether it's a background on their icon, whether it is um, an emoji that they use in their content or in their mm. in their name, whether it's the style of their um, the style of their avatar, and yeah. all of those things connect together, and you're suddenly reaching tens of thousands of people on a weekly basis, and you're building up this brand awareness subconsciously in people's minds mm. on a channel which is known for being a place for a kind of thought leaders to be so yeah. you know it's a it's a it could be super powerful I think exactly and completely and- free doesn't doesn't cost you any money.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then the the extension to that, the next step to that is once you've created a style, maybe with a color, maybe with an emoji, then you can have fun with it and you can I think I remember there was this campaign, I can't remember who ran it, but basically you could submit your photo and they would add I think their thing was to add like a, a space suit around you, like they would customize it so like they would um, they would add something to your photo to to become in their style and it was mm-hmm. it was timely for something specific but I can't remember but they kind of gamified it uh it was on the consumer space, but they got i think um and they did it on twitter x they they got hundreds of submission of people sending them their uh images customized them all and then what happened is then they had all these people using um this new profile picture into their profile to um to show that they participated and that they got they got something a new a new a new avatar or a new a new profile picture from from running this competition um uh, definitely definitely untapped as a as a strategy but um i don't know if you've seen that have you seen something like this before like a customized like send me your picture customize it
0: I, I definitely have. Um, I can't think of any specific examples off my top of my head, which probably doesn't necessarily go well with our point of it drives brand awareness. <laughs> mm. But I think certainly through a certain period, you know, if you if it was around your... If you came up with a really, fest, a, a really powerful Christmas campaign, mm. which is based around a certain style or a type of animation or something, yeah. then for that intensive period of Q4... Yeah you know you could do something fun like that and it builds awareness for that period doesn't necessarily so have to be long term.
1: yeah i think i think that's okay like the fact that we, a lot of the time when we talk about things and we don't remember what they are it's because they they created momentum at that time the member yeah. the momentum of that campaign passed and that's okay um the the tactic itself still remains and um it's definitely room for a lot of companies to um to at least have a think, you know? Like, is there something for us to do there? Whether it's for Christmas, like pick a seasonal, depending on your seasonality with your business, if it's Christmas, Mother's Day, whatever, summer, back to school. um, You you could, yeah, you you could uh, combine everything that we set up until this point and try and create some brand moment where you create like a digital asset through a competition Mm -hmm. and push what we just said like using a color a cartoon style an emoji through to your your customers or people who want to participate and maybe win something or maybe become part of a a community a movement that could be the start of like one thing that um, you know wanting to build a community for your business could be you know like being part of this uh, this thing like by showing your uh, that you're part of this group exactly um, and if you were
0: yeah. if you're like a non-profit or a, chari- a charity or a non-profit you know, it's know same thing most of the time um then you can if people naturally want to show support so if you do if you might have it yeah. so you have this certain visual style for your Christmas campaign let's say and then when people donate it allows them to generate their own whether it's like a frame or their own picture in yeah. that style then they can use that as like a badge of like i've supported this charity and also on the topic of doing like a christmas campaign and i've said that you could create a moment where people can you know if they buy something or create something they can turn themselves into Mm. they can they can create that for themselves and one way you could do that would be through clever use of branded filters on tiktok or snapchat so um tiktok have their effect house where you can quite easily just download the software and you can like create your own yeah, AR thing or you know, AR or like filter that way and then if you you could like t- tie that all together as a campaign so if you created the filter and then say you went out to an influencer agency or you went out to something like Unitasker where you can harness university students to do things for you and then you got a big bunch of people to do something use that filter and all interact together, so you almost like created virality for that moment, Mm. then and it's all tied together through this certain effect or filter or frame or something that you've Mm. built Mm. that you're trying to brand for yourself that is very much for, in this instance, a Christmas campaign, but also it's something that you're going to carry on doing long term. So you use your Christmas campaign budget, which is usually quite big, to kind of explode that moment, but then that's the catalyst that you... Mm. build the rest of your awareness through through the rest of the year where you continue to use that I- yeah. iconography or imagery and whatever through your That's touch points.
1: I think I um, it, most of the time when I see brands creating um, like a filter or a frame or these kind of things, I feel like the, the, the issue with those campaigns most of the time is the execution of it, not mm-hmm. the creative aspect, is mm-hmm. how do they deploy it is yeah. often like not enough um, you don't just tell people it's there and then they just they're going to do it I think it's, it's almost always missing an incentive or yeah. the um, distribution to begin with so the thing that you said about getting a bunch of students it could be the same with influencers getting a bunch of influencers and uh, all talking about it at the same time or using that whatever you created this digital asset at the same time is what makes it start if you don't have that you might as well not even get started because people exactly won't won't do it in isolation the reason why people do stuff is because they see other people do it in volume
0: yeah yeah it all comes back to considering distribution as part of that strategy not just what you're going to do
1: exactly another example to this actually which is kind of a a parallel to everything we mentioned uh, just now is uh, something that everyone watched uh, a few years ago is the Fire Festival uh, mm. documentary. What they did to start selling tickets was exactly that. They got a bunch of influencers and they created this like orange was it orange style, black tie, whatever. There was like it was it was a colour. I think it was orange. Um and uh, they all posted there at the same time, same day, same hour. So you had a cumulative reach of mm-hmm. millions of followers across all of these influences they all posted that same square and people were just like what is this you know um, so it's not exactly you know like getting people to use it but it was uh, a digital asset created and distributed very in a very clever way to create uh, frequency and create attention create momentum for something that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. the week before you know like completely new for sure um the fourth point uh in this so we spoke about let me just summarize so far because they all blend they could all blend into each other it's like leveraging Mm -hmm. emojis leveraging a color leveraging uh art uh you could also leverage the fourth point is uh mascots and Mm. the best I think the best example to this in recent years is probably Duolingo mm. uh, with their owl. And mm-hmm. how, how deep they went into creating content with that mascot <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. it. It feels so obvious now when you look at their brand and that obviously it's working but i think when they started it was it, it must have been such a non obvious for them to um to use this giant um fluffy now in the office to be you know literally no limit in the content and leverage and leveraging tiktok on top of it i think the, the usage of of mascot um is not new obviously this, you know mascot exists from the beginning of brands um but really owning it and really pushing that mascot forward is almost never done um mm. in in many cases you know like the, the the first example that comes to my mind is like sports teams like sports teams have mascots they've always had mascots mm. um they it's up until i think the 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 beginning of TikTok. I don't think I've ever seen a mascot being used that much that way. Now, if you look on TikTok, I, th- I think some of the mascots in some of the sports teams in the U.S. have their own account and like Duolingo are getting millions of views at every videos. Whatever they do, really, because people become fan of that mascot. They give it name and stuff like it's. But I don't think it's ever been it was ever the case up until platforms like TikTok and the way, you know, the for mm-hmm. you page and the algorithm works these days but I find this uh, like the rise of mascots being very interesting and again very under utilised for companies um, lots of room uh, for people to, to have fun with it
0: yeah what definitely yeah I agree and a- another couple that I can think of would be GitHub with their well, I think it's called Octocat their, their funny mm. thing but also like we spoke about last week Starbucks with the, with the Mermaid mascot mm. they don't necessarily use it a lot but it and it, you could you could argue that it's more of a logo yeah. but if it's just an interesting thing that they have in their toolkit to play with
1: yeah but I I think the um, the the full extension of like a Starbucks using the Mermaid is it, is it a Mermaid? A I woman? don't know yeah, I so. the the <laughs> That's what I see, yeah. logo would have to have like um, like a, an actual mascot version of it and play with it on social. I don't think it yeah. works with every brand, though. I think I think you don't have to do all of these things if you don't, you know, if you don't want to, you do what you want. But I think the mascot one is a pretty um, unique one that maybe doesn't. Would they wouldn't fit with like every founder's mm. or every team mm. or um but it's it's yeah, it depends how playful yeah. your product is, I exactly, guess. Exactly, exactly. I guess for Duolingo it was it probably became more of an obvious obviously once they started to see the views and probably the traffic going to the app, that's probably what was the reason why they doubled down, tripled down on it. Not because it was fun. I think they probably mm, saw the mm. business impact um but it's funny that um there that it felt it felt like the the app was already very playful like mm. learning a new language the way they were doing it was very gamified to begin with i think um you know the the notion of streaks and the notions of like really um making it learning a language like really bite size and the look of the app as well was was always always felt to me very uh, not childish but you know like simplified to the point yeah. that it's like making it look very simple as well as uh, being the exercise being simple too. So I guess the addition of the mascot is a, is a good extension to that uh, and the silliness mm. of the the content as well. I don't know if silliness yeah. is a good word. I'm not being criticizing. I love it. Yeah, so playfulness. I playfulness. That's it. Yeah yeah, yeah. um and then lastly lastly, ugh, I can't even talk lastly is um you could have a very distinct um design style, and what I mean by that is not just putting your logo in a corner of your images or video, it's actually designing your idea in in a visual way that is like no one else uh is doing yeah. and the best example to that is um at least in you know recent couple of years is from this guy called uh, jack butcher uh who's huge now on well everywhere to be honest but i discovered him on uh, twitter x who's got this uh, agency called visualize value mm-hmm. it was originally a, a designer but the way he got discovered or oh, really grew really really fast and people were sharing his content massively he it was he it, it was distilling ideas in very simple visual forms always mm. with a black background and just line drawings and very geometric very um really hard to describe with words but um complex idea in very simple terms that's that's how, how I can describe it um mm. So you should check you should check it out if you don't know it's called Visualize value you type that anywhere you'll find anything like his website everything um but he got discovered by his having this very distinctive um design style on the internet um creating yeah creating these like iconic kind of images and people use them everywhere. I see some like random people they use it they use these drawings for their cover image on their profile or wherever, you know. It's uh it's massively distributed because it's it's iconic. When you see it you can't unsee it. Um that is probably the hardest one to yeah. execute because mm. I think it comes from he's like very, very talented, obviously, and that's 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 how um that's that's how he became like so successful in, in, in recent years. But But something to consider if you do have access to talent in your company, or if you yourself have um, an interesting idea uh, in terms of finding this, um, finding a style that is like not that you're not seeing elsewhere, then definitely go for it. Because that's not the only like the only option is not just the visualized value style, there is like an infinite amount of things that could be done, it's just the execution again uh and the repetitions because he's done hundreds of them so over time mm-hmm. maybe the first 10 20 no one was paying attention and then after 30 40 50 of those people were like these these are great like keep going keep going and then um yeah that's probably the last one i mean really like distinct signature uh
0: design style yeah i like that and i think we can probably round it all off with as we're talking through this thinking about again notion we would We've already Mm. spoken about them, but they do all of these things. Mm. So when you think of like adopting a color palette, it's the black and white. When you think about having the stylized mascots, it's the hand-drawn people. And then all of their assets are also hand-drawn in that way. So it also is like a signature type of design, like the last one. Mm. And they've managed to nail all of it. So when you see just a black and white hand-drawn icon, you immediately think notion Mm. and you go to their website and they have the notion people which are the black and white hand-run people in that very signature style yeah so it brings it all together and it builds their brand
1: exactly cool man um so yeah no i think notion is a great example i think the 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 only two things they are not using or from from what i can see is the emoji and having a, a, a mascot but I don't think they have to. <laughs> so again, yeah, well, you don't you have could, to use all five. That,
0: exactly, <laughs> but you could argue that the the kind of people that they've created are their yeah, mascot. Yeah. It's not one mascot, but it's like yeah. they use those. If you go to their website, you can see they use those very stylized people yeah, as yeah. their mascots. So it's yeah. like a group of mascots rather than one mascot.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's it. Round off the second episode. I hope you find it useful. Um make sure you follow the podcast if you haven't uh click the the follow button on, on Spotify or Apple Podcast and um yeah, we'll see you next
0: week. Thanks Jake See you next week. Bye.